Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome to today's program. Welcome back, everyone that has joined us this afternoon. You're listening to a live broadcast of Calvary Live. That's the name of the show. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, and we want to give a shout out to all our friends uh, on the Hope FM radio network, the Truth FM radio network, of course, the Grace FM radio network, where we are broadcasting live. Now, Hope and, and Truth FM, you guys get the program one week delayed, uh, but it's okay because you get to call while the show is airing. We answer your call like we're on the phone together, and then you can tune in next week and hear your and listen to the radio and hear yourself, which is kind of cool. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. And we're also taking texting questions, 720-336-0897. And we want to hear from you. Um, what is the Lord doing in your life? What is on your mind? Uh, it's Mother's Day this weekend. I know that it's it's, it's always a glorious thing uh, to celebrate our moms um, and to appreciate our moms. My mom is in heaven, uh, so she has she passed away a few years ago, and I know many of you listening as well have moms in heaven. So. You know, Mother's Day is a little bittersweet. We never want to forget that. Uh, we know that there are ladies that uh, want to have children and are unable. Uh, we know on Mother's Day that there there are dysfunctional families. We know on Mother's Day that there are moms that their kids are prodigals, and and it's bittersweet. And, and everything really is and becomes bittersweet. Isn't it true? Uh, and so one of those things that we like to do, especially if you, you know, if, if Mother's Day isn't the happiest day for you, we want to obey the Bible when it says rejoice with those that rejoice. And we want to choose to in, encourage and we want to choose to be encouraged, uh, even if, uh, you know, it's not as good as it could be. And, uh, you know, I know. Uh, in our family, our son passed away, so Mother's Day can be very bittersweet around here. So can Father's Day. So can every day. Um, even Mother's Day for us um, has a really negative uh, connection to it related to our son. Just really bad. Just really bad. So we choose uh, to look past the difficulty surrounding our son's passing. We choose to rejoice together and to be happy in what God is doing and to be grateful for the grace of God and let the Lord sort out all the nonsense, um, which there definitely is. And maybe there's nonsense in your life too, where you just got to trust the Lord with it and allow him to do the work. 
And uh, happy Mother's Day to you moms this weekend. It's fitting that a day would be set aside uh, for you. Uh, We at Calvary, we're not going to break away and do a Mother's Day message. Uh, Sometimes we do, but very rarely. Instead, I'm going to finish up a two-part study. Last week, very important study for us. Very important. So much so we're going to break into Abounding Grace and we're going to air it. Uh, as soon as a producer can fit it in. But last week we were studying Facing Your Fears. And this week uh, I'm going to be sharing a message influencing your world. Facing your fears, influencing your world. And I just believe the Lord has a word for us and a word for many uh, that are listening in um, that we will, um, you know, we will press on in the courage and strength of the Lord, and we will be good witnesses in our community. I mean, there's just no, this is non-negotiable. Our witness to a dying world is non-negotiable. Us being salt and light for for Jesus is non-negotiable. It's just non-negotiable. So we're going to be looking at that this weekend as I polish up the message. It's really good. I, I mean, a really good exhortation from the Lord. Uh, and he's going to teach us. And then we're going to um, jump into a study on the family. And then we're going to go through verse by verse in the book of Acts. Can't wait for that. Churches just needs to be reminded of of the foundational principles from the Lord. So I'm looking forward to that. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Brenda on line one. I didn't notice that the lines filled up so fast. Brenda and Aurora, welcome to the program. Brenda, are you with us on line one? Yes. Hi, welcome. You're on the program. Hi. Uh, I was just wondering if you could tell me more about the 144,000 that Revelation talks about. What would you like to know? Um, I, don't, I mean, I guess just more about that, because I don't know too much about it. So what is their significance, I guess? Yeah, the 144,000 are... Jewish men uh, from each of the tribes of Israel. Uh, we learn about them in Revelation chapter 7, and we uh, learn that they are going to be sealed and set apart during the Great Tribulation period, which is the last seven years of human history on the earth. God is going to keep them safe from the wrath of the Antichrist so that they can go forward with the gospel. So you could say that they are hundred there are 144,000 very specific set apart Jewish men that will go forth as evangelists during the last 7 years of human history. Have you heard something different about them? No, not necessarily. I just didn't know too much about them, and it just recently came to my mind, um, and was wondering if you know what your perspective on it was, or what your understanding of it was. Yeah. So we approach when we study through the Book of Revelation, we approach it literally, uh, and so we we allow the we 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 allow the book to say what it says, even in its metaphorical language, even in its illusions and and really it's to understand revelation you also have to have a, a good understanding of the old testament uh, 
Uh, and so when we come to 144,000, uh, there's really, there is no other reason. There is no real reason to take it anything but literal uh, in who they are and where they come from and what they're going to be doing. Okay. Now, are they people that exist on earth already or are they going to come from heaven? No, they're men that exist. They are human beings that exist on the earth already. Okay. And is that going to, um, how does that correlate with, like, the, um, um, what's that called, when the, when people are taken to be with God, like the Christians are taken? Okay. Are you referring to the rapture of the church? The rapture of the church, yeah. So I believe the 144,000 are a distinct group uh, from the church, you know, a different entity from the church. It appears that the 144,000 come to a a saving faith in Jesus after the rapture. Um, Because if they were saved before the rapture, they would be a part of the church. And our view of the rapture, my biblical view of the rapture, is that it happens prior to the Great Tribulation period. And when you read through the Bible, you find three distinct people groups in the Scriptures, three distinct as it relates to salvation. You have Jews, you have Gentiles, and you have the church. And a saved Jewish person or a saved non-Jewish person, which is a Gentile, when they when they are born again, they become a part of the church. They become a part of a new entity. Uh, and so Gentiles and Jews, apart from the church, are separate. They're unsaved. And I think the 144,000 come to faith after the rapture. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. That's great. Great question. And great follow-up. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Back to line two now, Fort Collins, Colorado. Michael, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I have a a question. Okay. And I stopped by a thrift store today and picked up a few copies of Bibles that they had there for sale uh, in case anybody I knew needed one, and I happened to grab one, uh, said Holy Bible. I didn't realize uh, it is a Masonic edition. Okay. And as I was paging through it, I'm thinking I probably shouldn't give this to anybody. Uh, I agree. Just thought I'd get your take. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, a, A true Mason's view of the Bible is that it's only one of many volumes of sacred laws, what they would put in quotes, and that they're all deemed equally important. Uh, They would view the Bible as an important book, uh, but only for Christians, not for anyone else. Um, Just like they would say the Quran is a a very important book for the Muslims, and they don't believe, uh, at least the teachings of of, of the Masonic Lodge teach that the Bible is not the exclusive word of God, nor is it to be considered God's sole revelation of himself. And for that reason alone, I would not, uh, I would not, I, I agree with you. I would throw it away. Okay, I will do. That's, I just wanted to d- make sure. But that was my impression to start. And thank yes. you so much for uh, this radio station starting six years ago 
absolutely turned my life around and uh, just has been huge. And That's and fantastic. I just appreciate all you guys do. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Great, great testimony. Uh, I think we told you before, but we just renewed our license. We're very excited about that, all the hard work of Kevin and Joshua and uh, the attorneys, <laughs> the attorneys in Washington, D.C., uh, the attorneys that charge you even if you breathe or think about them. Um, but we're very thankful for them. <laughs> we're very thankful. They did a lot of hard work for us. They know how to navigate the FCC and all of that. Uh, so we were renewed our licenses for both stations, uh, which cover up and down the front range. And Kevin and our engineer reworked our signal down in Colorado Springs on the 101 station, 101.7, uh, within the parameters of of legalities, right? We couldn't, we don't have permission or license to up our power, so we can't do that. But they tweak some things in our transmitter uh, and change the way the signal sent out, so that it's stronger and goes farther. You know, to the ability that we can. We we couldn't make it stronger power wise, but we could make it stronger by changing it to a mono um, signal, so it's much stronger. You guys should hear a stronger signal down in uh, Colorado Springs, in Fountain, in, um, yeah, all of the cities south, even into Pueblo. Uh, I hear it should be a little bit stronger going in, at least to Pueblo West. Um, but uh, thank you guys, and you're welcome. We're grateful to provide Grace FM. It's uh, one of the primary ways we serve our city, uh, and we are grateful for that. All right, let's move on to... Dave in Longmont, Colorado. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate You're it. welcome. What's up? I just want to give a quick testimony. Uh, I recently got baptized and um, and all that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jesus helped me overcome my addiction to cigarettes and to marijuana. And I really struggled with, like, you know, women, I guess, and uh, pornography. And I was addicted to that stuff, you know. And, um mm. And every time my flesh struggles, you know, I just call upon the name of the Lord and rebuke that thought and then yes. the name of Jesus. And it, and it seems to flee from me. And he's just been a huge anchor for me. And, you know, glory to God. And I'm very appreciative and, and grateful for the people that brought me here and, you know, and for what God's done in my life. So that's pretty much oh, that's it. It's fantastic. And I want to share that with that's... your listeners. I think that you, that, you know, if you call upon the name of the Lord, there's power in the name. You know, there really is. Yes. And, and um, you know, glory to God. So. Thanks for sharing that. May the Lord bless you and encourage you and continue to, to strengthen you as you grow in His grace. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you for your ministry. I appreciate it. And God bless you. All right. God bless you, man. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Great to hear the finished work of Jesus in a person's life. Uh, there's power in testimony. Um, there is a real power in our testimony. Uh, and so grateful uh, to be used you know, to see what God's doing in and through our lives. So 303-690-3000. I want to look up that scripture. Uh, we got a couple open lines, um, but let me, um, I want to look, I got a scripture on my mind. Let me see if I can, um, see if I can find it real quick here. It's, it's hard sometimes to be thinking and talking at the same time. Um, and it says, um, uh, da, 
They, oh, here it is. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. There's overcoming power in our testimony. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. That is powerful. The blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, uh, did not love their lives to death. Powerful. 303-690-3000. Greeley, Colorado. Line one is Jeremiah. Welcome to the program. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on the air. All right, you were with us, Jeremiah. That means all lines are open. Uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Give us a call. Put that in your phone book. You know, Put that on your cell phone. That way you can just tell Siri, hey, Siri, call Calvary Live. Or hey Siri, text Calvary Live. Yeah, you, you got to do the different. Make sure you know. Probably you'll have to put it in differently because one is texting, one is calling. So the text line is exclusive seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, and you can text us there. Um, we have a, a, a testimony, a, a praise report. Reagan uh, received ninety nine percent. Thanks for standing in the gap in the faith gap. Well, you're welcome, and we rejoice with you. Uh, another text question that came in, 720-336-0897. In reading about the times that hands had to be laid on before the giving of the Holy Spirit, it confuses me as to why this had to be. Well, I think you might be reading into the text that laying on of hands is not required but it is often practiced. So there's a, a distinction between that, that the laying on of hands isn't required, but it is often practiced. And it is often practiced in relationship to the Holy Spirit. You know, last night at, in our Bible study, I've just felt like God was speaking to our church. I, I felt like it was a strong word. I, I mean, I know it was. And and I, at the end, I'm just I just felt like saying, you know what? Is there anybody here that just feels like God spoke to them tonight? Like, let's just stop walking into church and walking out and, oh, another Bible study. Oh, let's get some coffee. Oh, pick up the kids in Sunday school. Uh, let's stop. Let's break these religious habits and let's just be real. And uh, that's that's my heart as a pastor. And so I asked for a response. You know, let's be real. Let's be open. So I said, if that's you, stand up. And many people around the room stood up. And then I said, well, for those that didn't stand, I want you to look around and I want you to go up to that person and lay hands on them. And and the reason was that they would know that they're not alone, that they're a part of the family of God, that we're going to pray for them right now, and I want them to feel the tangible presence of another believer in their life. And some people didn't even didn't want to get up, and I just kind of prodded them and prodded them because this is the body of Christ. If you're a believer, you can do this. And I was so proud of people because they originally didn't want to get up, but when I saw them, I'm like, no, no, let's just do it. You get up. Are you a believer? Yes. Well, get up and go walk over there because you know people. It's awkward, and and uh, you know people aren't used to it, but that's okay. Things are, I've been saying this to our church for a while. Things are awkward until they're not. 
right? They're awkward until they're not. Just do it, and it's not awkward anymore. Uh, and so we laid hands on one another last night to encourage so that there's nothing special, no, um, there's no efficacy, no power in the laying on of hands, but it does become a point of contact for the recipient, for the person that is laying on of hands, the ones that are receiving it, it becomes a point of contact, but there's, there's no power in it. Uh, and so the laying on of hands in association with the giving of the Holy Spirit is, it, it, I believe they would have received the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. Uh, we do know that in the scriptures that that did happen. Let me uh, let me just see. Uh, I, I want to think back to the time of Cornelius when he receives the Holy Spirit. I don't recall, so I'm looking it up right now. I don't recall anyone laying on hands for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, and so the they're sharing the gospel um, and the whole... It says, okay, so, so here's a great example of that uh, in, he, in, in Acts chapter 10. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. And they received the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. I think also in, and I am just doing it by memory here, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, there's no mention of the laying on of hands. It says, you know, there was a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty word. When this is Acts chapter 2, the whole house was filled, divided uh, tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no mention of the laying on of hands. So it's not like you have to have that, but the laying on of hands is the tangible touch. You're in the family of God, and God does use that. You also find the laying on of hands in the conveyance of spiritual authority, of the ordination of man, you know, for ministry, ordination of women. Uh, to serve in ministry, to affirm what God is doing in their life. So not necessary. Uh, God can do without it. 303-690-3000. All right. Lakewood, Colorado. Jenny, welcome to the program. God can do without it. Hello? Hello. Can you turn your radio down, Jenny? Yes. Perfect. You're on the air. Yes. You're on the air. How can I help you? Um, yes, I want to tell my testimony. Um I want to say uh, it's September 2nd um, at a situation happened my whole life, um, flashed behind, before my eyes. Um, I lost everything. I lost my apartment, lost my housing, lost my husband due to adultery and addiction. Um, but I want to say this much is that God brought me out of that situation, and I've forgiven my husband, and okay. um, we, re- we are re uh, how do you say that? <laughs> we are uh, working on our marriage. Um, but Reconciling. Been really hard. Yeah. Perfect. You said the word. Yes. Um, but I can use prayers for that because it's really hard because okay. I keep having memories come back um, for that stuff happening. Okay. But I noticed thing. I I noticed thing going to classes and and doing the uh, pure life class, creating yes. the pure heart. It's been helping a lot. That's awesome. Uh, do you have a Do you have a copy of the little packet we use here at the church on the topic of forgiveness? Yes. That That's a really helpful tool to plant those seeds of biblical truth in your in your heart and life to 
walk in forgiveness. Sometimes we think forgiveness is just happens in a moment. And many times it does, but sometimes it has to be moment after moment after moment after moment after moment. Like we need to learn to not only give forgiveness, but to live in forgiveness. Right. Well, let me pray for you. Thank you. Father, I do pray for Jenny and her marriage and the pain that she is feeling. I'm grateful for the process of reconciliation, that the the heart of forgiveness you've given to her, um, the the work that's truly happening in her life and in her marriage. And so I pray pray for her, asking you to do what only you can do, uh, and that you would overwhelm her with a sense of your love, your care, and your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All righty. God bless you. you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. All right, 303-690-3000. Let's go ahead and head over to Littleton, Colorado. Carol, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you. Um, A question for you. Um, Marriage is a covenant before God, and covenants are only broken by death. So how does a divorce factor into the covenant of marriage and remarriage? Yeah, that's a great question because it's really multifaceted in in light of that. But but what we have in your description, you know, you're accurate to the point of depending on what the covenant is, right? Because covenants can be broken. Covenants can you can get you can choose to uh, end a covenant if you want. It doesn't mean it's right. It would be the result of a sin. But covenants can be ended. They're not eternal. Um, especially when they come, when it comes to relationships with human beings, uh, God and His eternal covenants, He will keep His side, but we're the ones that fail on our side. Now, when you have two humans entering into the covenant of marriage, we have the the highest intent, the highest intent in God's design for marriage is one man, one woman, one lifetime. That is his highest, untainted, untouched by sin. Um, but we know that sin uh, wrecks the perfect, the perfect, the perfect uh, goals and plans of God. And we have the Creator of marriage saying that the covenant can be broken by sexual immorality, and that divorce can take place. It's not. It, it's an exception that Jesus Christ Himself speaks, but it is not preferable. Um, what's preferable is God's best. Uh, what's preferable is that we work it out and we repent and we reconcile. But um, God himself gave the the instruction through the lips of Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit um, speaks of another exception to the covenant of marriage, and that's when um, an, uh, one of the spouses deserts the marriage. Um, the Bible says you're no longer bound by him. Let him go. And desertion would be another exception that the Lord allows because of the sinfulness of man and the hard hearts of people. Define desertion. Well, it it varies. You know, it it varies. It would be, um, it it could be a lot of different things. It could be the abandonment of a marriage. It could be the guy taking off with another gal. It could be the gal taking off with another guy. It could be a a lot of different things. Um, But I can tell you this. Um, if there's a couple in my office 
with the exception of maybe physical abuse. You know, I would never encourage to stay in physical abuse. I would never, ever, I would ask that spouse to call the police. Get If they don't call, I would call on their behalf. Like I would never encourage something at the harm of the spouse. But at the same time, I don't encourage divorce either. And, and right, so right. the reason I mention that is that when we start making definitions of desertion, then people start looking. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know a lot of people are listening that they start looking for, well, that's my marriage. I guess I can, or that's my marriage. No, for, as a pastor, I will never approve of divorce. And, and even if there's reasons, it, nobody's going to walk out of my office and say, it, Ed said it was okay. Never. Right, right. All right. Yes. I'm I... sorry. You hear the music. Thanks for thanks for calling, Carol. Bye bye. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at three zero three six nine zero three thousand or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the second half. It's um, it's amazing how fast the show goes. I, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm always, I'm still, I'm talking. I'm not paying attention to the clock and and got the answer. I'm formulating, and then I look or I hear the music, and I'm like, oh man, we are, we are right there. I want to also uh, welcome everyone to the second half of the program, and I want to remind you that that Grace FM is a listener-supported ministry, and I am asking you to give financially to this radio station. Uh, we will use your resources for the glory of God. We are using your resources for the glory of God, and I also want to thank you for those of you that regularly, faithfully give to Grace FM. Grace FM is a ministry of our church here, it is a church-run radio station. Uh, it is not a separate corporation or you know some big corporation. It's a church radio station, and I think we do a great job with it, grateful for it, and it's, it's people like you. No matter how much you give, you can set up regular giving. Uh, you can give a one-time gift. It, uh, we we just want to we we just want to ask you. The Bible speaks about you don't receive because you don't ask, and so we want to ask. Um, and you can go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com. The secure donation stuff is right there, and your giving will uh, will be used for the glory of God, no doubt. Uh, it will be used through the life and ministry of Calvary Church. Uh, it will pay the bills. You know, there's a lot of bills that go with um, radio, uh, a lot. And just just to run an 80,000-watt ra- um, radio station, I, I, our, our electric bill just for the one station is in the thousands of dollars every month um, because we got to pay electric. Uh, now, we don't run it like at 80,000 80, watts, so we're not running 80,000 watts 24 hours a day, but there's some kind of way that the transmitter does whatever it does, but it is quite a few thousand watts an hour or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't even know all the numbers. It doesn't really matter what the numbers are, but um, I do appreciate as a pastor and as the you know president, I don't know what my title is with the radio station, but uh, thank you for your faithful giving. And, and again, if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, I just want to remind you that uh, local support your. I'm not asking for you to give to us. I'm asking you to support your local Christian radio. Not you know not Love, not the bigger businesses that multi million dollar businesses. Uh, I think that doesn't give you the word of God. 
I mean, I know music's great, whatever, but the Word of God is not music. And the Word of God is changing lives day by day, moment by moment, uh, going to radios, goes places. And I and the pandemic has also, I was reading an article that it's resurgence of radio, God using radio. It seems like an antiquated technology, but it's not. God is using it. And, and so give. Give to your local Christian radio. If you're here in Colorado, you're in Wyoming, in Nebraska, you're listening online, gracefm.com, gracefm.com. Uh, if you're listening to this on any other station, support your local Christian radio. Back to the phone lines. We are up at uh, line three is Ivan in Denver. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pastor Ed. Hey, what's up? Hey, I got a question. I was confronted about the diet in uh, Genesis 1, chapter 29, where it talks about uh, the vegetarian diet. Um, sure. You know, I, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they'll be yours yep. for food. Okay. Uh, this person just was animate about just that we should have a, a vegetarian diet, you know, and I, I told her, you know, responded with, you know, Genesis 9, 3, you know, talk, talk, where it talks about every uh, everything that lives and and moves about will be food for you, just as I gave you the green plants. I, I uh, give you everything, but uh, you must not eat meat that has life blood still in it. So yeah. my question is, uh, when was the diet changed, and why was it changed? Uh, this person said that you know that it was changed because we were weak and that it still should be, you know, the original diet was a vegetarian diet. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say why it, this is the Bible just gives us a progressive revelation of God's design, God's working with man. Uh, so the Bible doesn't answer that question. The Bible gives permission for, for you to not you in particular, but for a person to be take a vegetarian. To, the Bible gives permission for a person to choose the food that they put into their mouth, whatever it might be. Uh, and that's a freedom and a choice that God has given to us. Um, if indeed, you know, this is where people, this is where people just don't, they don't think straight. They they make a big deal out of nothing. Uh, and And this person is making a big deal out of nothing that they can't really support by the scriptures. Uh, for example, if if their premise is accurate, regardless of why it changed and anything, it was just it's progressively as time goes on. God says you can eat more stuff. That's basically it. Um, but if if indeed uh, their reasoning because they made it up because the Bible doesn't say anything about it, uh, so they're just making it up along the way, or they read it from somewhere. You know, that's where a person where I say, where did you get that from? Because you didn't get it from the Bible, right? That's not somebody taught them that, or they read it in a book somewhere. It's not in the Bible, but let's just give it, let's just say that there are, we'll give them all their arguments and then we have to ask them a question. Well, don't, and this is the question I would ask them. I would ask them if that truly is God's absolute perfect will for humanity, for all true humans to have that original diet, then you would expect that Jesus Christ would have kept that diet, Right. Right. I would. That to me, it sure. would make sense that God in human flesh, at the one that comes and says, "You have heard it said, but I say to you, 
constantly, continually correcting the misteachings of the rabbis and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that he would also correct the teachings on food and say, you have heard it said you can eat meat, um, but I'm telling you, you go back to Genesis 1 and you can only eat vegetarianism. Well, that the, he didn't do that, number one. And number two, he ate fish and lamb. Right. He, he, God in human flesh wasn't a vegetarian. So here's the, here's the, the bottom line. Not only that, but, but in, in uh, Acts chapter 10, when Peter gets the vision from the, from the sheet coming down from heaven, there are animals in it, and God commands him to eat those animals. So somebody's wrong here, and it's not God. Okay. And I would add to that one more thing. If you listening right now would say, you know, Ed, I, I want to be a vegetarian. Uh, I want to be a vegan. Uh, I want to uh, eat in such a way where I don't eat any kind of animal. I would say to this, I would say this, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. And so if a person wants to be a vegetarian or a vegan, I say, God bless you. Do it as under the Lord. If a person wants to eat meat every day, God bless you. It's not a salvation issue. Um, and so I don't judge this person you were talking to, but it does make me angry and frustrated that they would make such a big deal about something that biblically they are absolutely wrong, 100% wrong. Well, I just ended the uh, the conversation with, I just choose to focus more on, on the, on his, you know, his final commandment with, you know, uh, um, you know, um, love uh, one another as I as I have loved you. You know that was more important to me than than you know the argument of the diet. I agree, but uh, I just wanted to add one more thing. Um, I downloaded your app, and I, I also downloaded uh, somebody loves you uh, the app with yes. Raul Ruiz. Yes, and uh, when when I go through the the the. The chapters of the Bible with him, yes. uh, it's it's amazing because he uh, he uh, goes through those and then he backs it up with scripture and his explanations, and it just yes. is amazing the way that he just answers all of my questions and there's he leaves <laughs> no doubt at all, and uh, so I just wanted to pass that along because uh, it's it's an amazing app. Yeah, God has used uh, Pastor Raul Reese in my life um, from being a new believer. Uh, God has always used his style of teaching uh, and his his exhort. He's an exhorter, you know. That's how his teaching style is. And and uh, you you make a good observation that I'd like to repeat for people. And that is um, when like last night before service, I had a gentleman come up and they had a question about Hebrews chapter six, and the answer would take a little while. I had to get upstairs. And we had, we were going to begin service. But when you're in a church that teaches through the Bible verse by verse, what I told them to do was, uh, in order to give them the answer, I said, well, download the app, download our church app, and go to the book of Hebrews. I, I gave a 45-minute answer to that question when I taught through verse by verse in Hebrews chapter 6. And that's a great advantage for—I haven't finished the whole Bible yet. I'm sure Pastor Raw has— 
by now. Uh, but I finished many of the books. I finished all the New Testament and about half of the Old Testament. And and so you can just go to the app and like you can hear a full 45, one hour long answer to your questions on the particular text. So it's great exactly. that you're using that and God's using it in your life. Exactly. Great. Well, thank you so much. All right, much. man. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And our app, all you have to do is go to your app store and put in Ed Taylor. That's all you need to do. Ed Taylor. Uh, and our app should pop up for the church here. And and then you can also get the Grace FM app. You can listen to Grace FM through our app as well. Uh, and I was looking at the numbers today. It's staggering. Uh, the numbers, uh, I was looking at it because I was sending out a uh, a notification. You know, we're not a big church. We don't have the kind of reach that maybe someone like um, Raul Reese does. But I'm I am fascinated by the the reach of our of our app and how many people do listen and how many people so let me pull it up again I got, I got logged out so let me log back in and uh, get the app uh, you you know we, you hear it all the time and you um and you you think about it um but it's time to do it so our our app uh has been launched over a million times and this is just the app that we platform we're on now. We haven't always been on this platform, but this particular platform is the the app has been launched over a million times. Unbelievable, a million times. Uh, so get it, use it, uh, and study the Bible. The Lord will bless you. Three zero three six nine zero. Where are we? Parker, Colorado. Tony, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, thank you for uh, taking my call. Um, I called. You're um, thank you. I, I called um, about a year ago, and I requested a prayer. Okay. And uh, as expected, uh, God listened to all of your radio listeners, and uh, things uh, look different the next day, and the next yes. day, and so on. So thank you so much for what you do. Oh, you're and welcome. I'm here again to. Uh, to ask again, or all of your radio listeners, to take a moment, take a pause, and uh, and pray for me again. Uh, this time is a is not a, an emotional or anything like that. A need, it's more like a physical need. I went to a few doctors already about my eyes, and um, okay, no one seems to have the answer. You know, I see a lot of glare everywhere. Uh, you know, it can be in bright uh, spaces. And I am hoping that uh, I believe in prayer. So I, I am addicted to prayer, um, obviously the right way and all that. But uh, I am sure that uh, God is gonna that God, God is God is gonna provide the medicine, the solution, yes. the miracle, the healing, and that's one. That's the reason why I'm calling. But before you pray for me, I like to make a comment. If uh, you don't okay. mind, um, it's just my opinion about. You're talking about um, about uh, donations, you know, and, and you know, asking for money. Uh, and yes, money is necessary. I mean, someone needs to pay the some someone needs to pay the bill. And uh, I encourage people to 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 provide. You know, sometimes uh, they uh, they want to give, but they, you know, the the people. The more you give, the more you get. So I mean, it doesn't huh. work like that. I mean, when you see in the in the flesh. But uh, I agree with you. And you were saying something about the the radio stations with music only. And I 
Yes. Forgive me if I didn't listen correct, but uh, I agree. If 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 you if, if that's what you said, I agree with you. I mean, the power comes from the word of God. I mean, yes. music music is okay, uh, but if there is a concert with uh, no Bible, no word of the God, I mean, it's a waste of time. If there is uh, musicals and all that, and and they said, oh, we were praising God and all that. It's a waste of time because the power comes from the God, from the Word of mm. God. The Bible says, yeah. you know, the Word, the Word is going to save you. The Word is going to uh, prevail and all that. So I, I agree with you if that's what you were talking about. Uh, one time I was this, I was uh, listening to the music to music on the radio. Yes. And uh, I, I was meditating on on a on a, on a topic that I was gonna uh, I was gonna preach. And then uh, all of a sudden, it came to me like uh, uh, music, radio, uh, um, uh, music. I'm sorry, music concerts, artists, uh, people that sing for money. You know, that's not in the Bible, but preaching is in the Bible. So, something to think about, right? Mm, but uh, I, I didn't call for that. Uh, I called okay. for yeah. um, prayer, and that's why I'm here. Yes. So I'm. Let's pray. I'm, I want to be humble, and I want to accept. All the prayers from the thousands, maybe, of radio listeners, and obviously uh, your prayer uh, to, so that I can get my um, my request from God. You don't mind. Let's pray. Father God, we come to your throne room of grace uh, through our only advocate, Jesus Christ, and we, we pray on behalf of our friend Tony uh, with everything that's happening in his eye. Lord, his eyes, that you would provide provision spiritually, physically, uh, whatever is needed to bring healing to his eyes, uh, to bring healing to his body, God, to bring encouragement to him. I pray you would strengthen, uh, that you would heal, and uh, you would find yourself, find, find Tony in a position of receiving by faith the work that you want to accomplish in his life through this trial, through this tragedy, through this scary time, God. So we, we're grateful for your answers in the past, and now we are grateful by faith in the answer you're going to give in our desire for Tony's eyes. And we know and expect that you will answer according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Um, amen. Tell, tell us how it goes, Tony. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. It's, I'm grateful that Tony was uh, listening, and and uh, I did make a comment about the value of a radio station with the Word of God being more valuable than a station just with music. I do mean that, absolutely. Uh, I do want to clarify, just in case, like I'm not against Christian music. I love it. I was listening to a couple songs today, uh, a song that's been on my heart, um, since we had guest worship a couple weeks ago, um, and I'm 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 thinking that Pastor Ian has uh, led it in our church too, but uh, it's a song by Vintage Worship. But the it's a that's a collaborative group, Vintage Worship. But the guy that sings is, is Brenton Brown, and Brenton Brown's been to our church many times, uh, friend of the ministry here, uh, and uh, it's called "We Turn to Jesus." Man, it's so good. So I just put that on. I had to drop. Um, I had to take a. Um, I dropped my wife off uh, to pick up her car today during my lunchtime, and as I was driving back uh, to the off to the office, I was just like, "Man, 
I want to be encouraged. And and another song I was listening to, so I would encourage you guys, listen to this. I, our church has a Spotify playlist. Uh, I don't have Spotify, so I have no idea what's on it. Uh, I wish I did, but I don't. I use Apple. Um, but we have a Spotify playlist. I think you can find it by Calvary Church Aurora or something. Uh, but another song I was listening to was Take Heart. Take Heart by Hillsong Worship. That was really, really good. Um, and then here we got, um, here we got, um, brother David says his kiddos love listening for King and country. And it's funny when their music comes up, they just stop and listen. So they got the vibe with, uh, King and country. Those guys have a tremendous voice. Um, it's good stuff. All right, let's go to, where are we? Line two, Centennial, Colorado. Uh, Juan, welcome to the program. Hey, Juan, you're on the air. All right, you couldn't wait. Sorry about that. Oh, there you are. Welcome, you're on the air. Uh, I had a question about uh, Genesis. Um, Okay. When Adam and Eve ate from the forbidden fruit, uh, uh, God told them that to not eat from that fruit because they should surely die. Uh, Yes. And then in Genesis it says that God had to kick them out uh, from the Garden of Eden because uh, if they ate from the Tree of Life, uh, they would live forever. Yes. Uh, before the fall, were they immortal or not? That's a great question. Uh, I think um, just off the top of my head, I would answer that yes. I would answer that the intention of God was to in to live with his creation untouched and untainted by sin for eternity. Um, so the question, I would say that sin brought death into their lives. So yes, I would work my way backwards and say, yes, I think they, apart from sin, they wouldn't die. The wages of sin is death. So why was there a tree of life if they were immortal? The Bible doesn't say, but that there was. I, I would say that there. The answer to that um, is that there was a tree of life because God planted that tree of life in um, in the garden. It was there because God put it there. Oh, and I had another question: uh, the forbidden fruit, and did the fruit itself have power, or was it that disobedience that basically made men fall? I think that I, I wouldn't use the word power, but I would say that it was there, the fruit, like the fruit of that tree, the knowledge of good and evil, um, was definitely something that happened through their disobedient eating of that fruit. And whether it was the disobedience that opened their eyes or it was actually the fruit, uh, I mean, the, the tree is, uh, the fruit is named. And it is giving a specific name, and their eyes were opened through their disobedience. So I think it's a little bit of both. But the but we know salvifically, we know that the responsibility for sin entering the world was not the fruit. The sin entering the world was the disobedience of Adam. We learn that in the book of Romans. And, and that's a significant truth that cannot be undermined because... The sin of Adam, how one man 
could plunge the whole world in separation from God made it possible for God by one man to bring and to make available salvation to all men that by faith you could live uh, eternally with God. So we know that the the fruit did not um, did not ruin man. It was disobedience that ruined man. So you think it was a little bit of both that uh, it was the power that had the fruit or and the disobedience working together? I, th- I think it's possible. I yeah. think, it, you know, again, you're asking a question where the Bible doesn't say specifically. So we have to pull, you know, we have to look back and, and say what are, since the Bible doesn't say specifically, where else can we, um, where else, what else can we, it, it's really conjecture, right? Because we don't know. Uh, but if you think about it, God named it, so there was a purpose. Um, there was a purpose in both of them. And I was thinking, um, I remember reading once that um, the tree of life, some people even suggest that the eternality of man uh, in the garden had something, that the tree of life had something to do with maintaining their eternality, um, which is interesting um, that they were taking from the, because it's kind of lo- along the ways of your question, um, you know, the Bible doesn't say for sure, so we have to use words with possibly or maybe, but we don't know for sure because the Bible doesn't explain that to us. Yeah, because I always thought that it was a disobedience, that a tree really, the fruit didn't really have any power, but uh, it, it seemed the power to give life and well, it's kind of like this. Let, let's let's look at it a different way. Okay, let's let's look at it in a simple way. Um, I have a kid. Um, all my kids are grown now, but let's say that they're ten years old, and I I'm going on a trip, uh, and they're going to be with their babysitter, and their babysitter says, "Don't eat that cheese in the refrigerator. It's a science experiment, and if you eat that cheese, um, you're going to get sick. If you eat that cheese, you're going to get sick." So my kid decides to disobey their babysitter, eat that cheese, and they get sick and go to the hospital. Was it their disobedience that landed them in the hospital, or was it the the, the ruined moldy cheese? Yeah. It was both, right? No, oh, I think I lost you. Yeah, you I still think there? it was both. Yeah, in that illustration, it would have been both. Yeah. Um, is it possible that they could disobey and not get sick? Yes, but in that case, they we know the after effects, and I think that there's something to be said that God naming that tree and and telling them to get away from it um, that gave the temptation, and of course they're held accountable not for the not for the effects of the fruit of the tree, they're held accountable which is the most important part of your question, they're held accountable for their disobedience. That's the key. The disobedience is what led to the rest of the consequences. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your answer. Yeah, that's a great question. It's good to think about. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thanks right. for calling. Thank you. Have a good Bye-bye. day. All right. 303-690-3000. Emily, we've got two minutes in Colorado Springs. Let's pray for your son. What's his name? Hakim. What is it? Hakim. Hakim? Yes. Okay, let's pray for him. Father, we Mm -hmm. pray today we lift up Hakim to you and 
just the uh, anxiety and overwhelming thoughts he has in his mind. Um, I know, God, you are able to calm the mind. You are the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulations. So I pray for that comfort to be extended to this young man. I also pray for comfort for his mommy uh, as she loves her son and wants what's best for him. And I just am so encouraged every time I hear of a parent praying for their kids that, Jesus, you welcome parents to bring their kids to you. You welcome prayer, and you answered them. And so there's nothing like a parent's heart for their kids. So I pray for Emily. I pray for her son, Akeem. And I pray that you would help him navigate through this very trying and difficult time and bring him to a deeper uh, commitment of faith to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay, Emily. Bye-bye. All right. We're up at the end of the show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Shout out to our friends on Hope FM and Truth FM again, and everyone listening to this around the country, even around the world. Uh, We're grateful to be a small part of what God's doing in your life. Connect with us. Calvaryco.church is our website. My personal website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. I haven't written in a while. And I haven't updated my podcast in a while, so pray for me. Um, we're working on a couple projects. We're working on my next book. Uh, Cassandra and I are actually working on my next two books that we're doing at the same time. So just pray for us. The Lord is good. Let's just be a part of all that he's doing. God loves you. We love you too. Thanks for your prayers, your support. And many of you will see you this weekend. We're going to worship together in person. Calvaryco.church. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.